Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayeshev, candle lighting is 4.09. Hanukkah begins Tuesday night, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayeshev. Parshas Vayeshev is a very significant parsha for the theme of Hashkocha Pratis, literally, God's intervention. A, Ba'ofan Klali, in a broader sense, God controls and directs history. And then Ba'ofan Prati, in a very specific way. And you see this in the parsha regarding Yosef. And I urge everyone to, at the table, tonight, tomorrow, to bring up the idea that take Yosef's name out of the parsha and put your name, and each one should put their own name in. Namely, when Yosef is sent by his brother, by his father, to see his brothers, and his father says, go to Shechem. He goes to Shechem and the brothers are not there. So what should he have done? Having a premonition that the brothers don't like him, he should have gone right back home and said, Abba, I looked for them and couldn't find them. And what does the Torah tell us? Oh my goodness, that Vayim Tso'eyu Ish, a man finds him. Who's this man? Rashi tells us it is none other than the Malach Gavriel. God sends the man, the angel, to direct the course of history. And so, the Torah tells us that when Yosef was taken down to Egypt, and the Torah tells us this point of, quote, trivia as to what it was that the caravan of Yishmaelim were carrying, what was there, literally, wares that they were bringing down to Egypt. Now, I ask you, what's the difference? So the, the commentaries tell us, and Rashi brings it, no, that the caravan was carrying Nechoos Utsri Volot, pleasant-smelling spices, as opposed to the usual foul-smelling cargo that the caravans usually carried. And this was God's way of winking at Yosef and saying to him, Yosef, I am with you even during this most difficult, challenging time and personal experience of your life. And so it is throughout the Parshios with Yosef. And I'd like to take this one step beyond and to show how Parshas Vayeshev, which every year is the Shabbos either before Hanukkah or if there is two Shabbos Hanukkah, this year there's only one, Parshas Miketz, but when there are two, Vayeshev is the first. And now to see how we can bridge and find the strong connection between Parshas Vayeshev and Mirza Hashem, the holiday of Hanukkah that we will be beginning this forthcoming Tuesday night. The Torah tells us when Yaakov says to Yosef that he should go and see how his brothers are doing in Shechem. So the Torah tells us in chapter 37, Pasuk 14, Vayishlachehu 
Me'emek Chevron. Literally, he sent him, Yaakov sent Yosef from the depth of Chevron, and he goes to Shechem. Rashi picks up on this and says, wait a second, is not Chevron in the mountain on an elevated part of the terrain? Why does it say Me'emek? So Rashi says that the Emek, the depths, refers to the one who is buried deep in Hebron, namely Avraham. The Torah is telling us on a deeper level that he is sending Yosef, unbeknownst to him, to fulfill the prophecy that was given to the one buried in Hebron, namely Avraham, that Ger Yezarecha, that his children, namely the descendants of Avraham, are going to be uh, slaves in a um, land which is not theirs. And this whole experience is beginning right now with Yaakov sending Yosef. This is one interpretation. I'd like to share with you, however, a different interpretation, namely that of the Chizkuni and that of the Das Zakenim. And they say that Vayishlochehu does not only mean that he sent him, the literal translation of Shin Ches, but it can also mean to escort him. And they send you back to Parshas Vayera. And there in Parshas Vayera, in chapter 18, Pasuk 16, the Torah says that when the three guests who Avraham extends hospitality to, not knowing that they are angels. The Torah says, Avraham holech imam l'shalcham. Literally, Avraham walked with them to, what does it mean, l'shalcham, to send them? Rashi says, levaya to escort them. There is a mitzvah of levaya to escort one's guests. How important is this mitzvah of Levaya? Exceedingly important. Why? What do we find, please God, coming up in Parshas Vayigash? In Parshas Vayigash, the Torah tells us that Yosef sends wagons with his brothers after he reveals himself to them, bring father down to Egypt in these wagons. And the Torah says, When Yaakov sees the wagons, His spirit became to life. And he, what, he believed them. Rashi brings that what appears to be nothing less than a cryptic medrash, which says the medrash is found in Bereshus Rabbah 94.3, Simon Masar Lohem, that Yosef was sending a sign to his father, Abba, after all, what were we talking about when I left you last? The Parshas Eglo Arufa. Eglo Arufa is found in the fifth book of the Torah, where the Torah says that if we should find a corpse right in the field, there is an entire ceremony that the closest city uh, has to do the representation of the Sanhedrin from Yushalayim comes and the elders literally recite Yodenu lo shavchu es hadam Our hands did not spill this blood. The Gemara in Sota 46b says, Oh my goodness, the Chial Libenu also. Shebeisdin shovchei damim 
Unbelievable. Who would have thought that the elders of the court were the ones that spilled this person's blood? But no, what it means is as follows. They are making a statement on behalf of the community. The person who unfortunately was killed, we did not let that person go out without provisions that he would have to either or rob from somebody else and they killed him or he was easy prey and we did not see him and let him leave the city without escort. It's so important to have escort. Why? Because what does escort imply? Escort implies that you are not alone, that you're part of a tzibur, you're part of a cloud, you're part of a group, and therefore people care about you. And therefore the highwaymen and the robbers will think twice about molesting such a person because others care about him. So Yosef was sending a message to his father, Abba, you see the Agolos? It reminds me of your teaching to me, which you yourself implemented. The concept of being a part of a cloud, that you're not alone. Now, what is Hanukkah? Hanukkah, we know, is the victory of, literally, the Hashmonoyim, the Jewish people led by the Kohanim, over the Yavanim, over the Greek Syrians. Now, the truth is, if one looks into the Torah, in Parshas, Noach, after Noach, unfortunately, plants the vineyard, as soon as the, he, gets, he emerges from the Teva, and he gets drunk, and unfortunately, he is undressed according to the rabbis. Chum castrates his father. And now he's in this terrible, debased state. So the Torah tells us that his two sons, Shem and Yefes, Vayikach Shem Yefes as Asimla. The Shem and Yefes take a garment and they place it upon their father giving him respect and dignity. The Torah says, Vayikach, in the singular, even though it's both, Shem and Yefes, but Rashi tells us, in the name of the rabbis, that what's happening here is, even though it's both, because Shem was Nisamets, Bamitzvah, Yoser, Miyefes, because he was more zealous and more energetic, in performing this mitzvah. Therefore, the Jewish people received the talus shel tzitzis as a reward, a midah keneged midah. Interestingly, Rav Salavechik, Zechron Levracha, and others point out, you can see the difference between shame and yefes, that they are motivated by two very different motivations. And that is as follows. Yefes, as the name itself implies, which is beauty, and the Torah tells us that Yavan, Greece, is a son, descendant of Yefes. Beauty, as we know, is individualistic. Tamvareach, Einlisvakeach. And basically, beauty and Yefes are 
defined by the aesthetic, how a person feels. So, Yefes sees his father in this debase state, and it hurts him to see his father in such a way. And this is one kind of a response. On the other hand, shame sees and is concerned about the violation of the Tselem Elokim, of man being literally created in the image of God. That man is Kodosh, he's holy, he's connected to something. He is not alone. So unfortunately, in the Hellenistic world order, man is at the center of the universe. And in the Jewish world order, it is God and the community which are at the center of the universe, as opposed to the individual. And the individual is an integral part of the community. And because he is, you can say that the whole is more than the sum of all its parts. By being part of Klai Yisrael, he contributes to and gleans from. The very act of marriage, Kedushin, which literally means holiness, is a point whereby the couple become a part of the Jewish community. It is a communal simcha, not just a simcha for the particular chasan and kala, but it creates a greater status of klal Yisrael. And therefore, who are the ones that fight Yavan? It is the Kohanim. Because the Kohanim are the representatives of the people. The Kohanim don't have their own land. The Kohanim are the ones who are our representatives and belong to this Kohol. And what is Hanukkah? Hanukkah is Ne'er Ish Ubeso. The idea is that you can... As long as you're together with your family, Svardim have one menorah, and from the letter of the law, all you need, but Svardim have one menorah per household. It's a joining together. It's not like matzah, true matzah in a seder with many other people, but there it's each person has to have their own piece of matzah. Each Jew has to put on his own tefillin. When it comes to near Hanukkah, no. It's, the idea is that we are we are connecting ourselves to others. And very, very interesting. I urge you to take a look in the Mishnah Brura on in Simon, Tafresh Ayin Bez, and it's Sivkatan. Yud Aleph, where the Machaber writes that you can light near Hanukkah all night. So he writes and he says, yes, but if a person comes home very late at night and nobody's up, so my goodness, this is the Chafetz Chaim. You can only imagine, was there a more gentle soul than the Chafetz Chaim? And what does the Chafetz Chaim say? That preferably what you should do under those conditions is, wake up somebody in the household, that you should be able to light the menorah because you shouldn't do
do it alone. The whole idea of Ner Hanukkah is to connect. On the bottom, in the Sharat Siyun, he does say that you can rely upon others that say that even by yourself you can light the menorah without others being there. But the whole idea of Hanukkah is this concept of Ayishlochehu Me'emechevron, that Yaakov escorts Yosef, teaching him that you're not alone. And this is the concept that no Jew should ever be, quote, left alone. If a Jew comes into your shul, so even though you're not part of the official welcoming committee, you are. I am here by appointing you. You are part of a welcoming committee. Shalom Aleichem. It might make the difference if he'll ever come back again. Go over to him. Can I help you? Do you have the place, etc.? But it's not only that. A Jew doesn't come to shul for a couple of days. Give him a call. Where are you? We miss you. The idea of bringing and truly having a strong connection. The Mitzrayim and Yavan, our rabbis tell us, is choshech, is darkness. Darkness means I can't see the next one. All I care about is myself. As it says in Mitzrayim, when it was dark, they didn't see one another. And in contrast, what is Chan? By us there's light, there's caring, there's concern. And this is the beautiful mitzvah and aura of Hanukkah that please God we will be embracing this forthcoming Tuesday evening. Shabbat Shalom and a Freilacha Hanukkah to all. JM in the AM Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos. Thank you Rabbi Yudin.